0: five lines from the bottom of the Mishnah on the previous blot had said that concerning the pan that was used or the shovel that was used to scoop up kecholin from the mizbeach in order to do the ketores so every day was made out of of kesef and today on Yom Kippur it was made out of zahav and the more explained that the reason was made out of kesef was because to to have a uh, rachmanus on the money of Klal Yisrael, that Zahav gets gets ruined easily, and it would be it would be it would be costly. So the Gemara says, "Amr Abchista." Um, you know, I was thinking also. By the way, just as an aside, so I thought to myself, what happens if you have one person who's a Nadvin, who's 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 uh, a lot of money, and he says, "Okay, I'm gonna donate uh, Zahav. and when it gets ruined, it gets uh." gets worn out, I'll donate another one. But but since it gets worn out so easily, um, that person's not gonna live forever, he might not have his money forever either. So Chazal didn't want to create a standard that this is it, it's gotta be Zahav. Otherwise, eventually we'll come to a situation where it's not like that, that's what I was thinking. Okay, let's take a look at the Gemara. Then it says, every day, they used, to, um, they used to pour it into Zahav, they would scoop it up with Kha'asat, pour it into Zahav, And that day in Yom Kippur, they would pour it into, um, they would keep it in Zahav. And every day the Zahav was, this is what it says, and every day the Zahav was Yorok. Um, It says in Mishnah. Right? Yeah. Anyway, every day it was yarok, and uh, today it was it was red, reddish gold. So, what's going on with the shades of gold? Today, Mars going to discuss the different shades of gold. I'm Rabbi Shiva and There are seven shades of gold. Zahav, v'zehav tov, v'zehav ophir. This comes from an area. We'll see Rashi. V'zehav mupaz, v'zehav shechot. Vizahov Sagur, there is a Hov Parvim. Which we'll see that's red. We'll see soon. Okay, so these are the seven types of gold that there are. How do you know there's, there's standard gold and then there's a hov the sea a hahu, tov, right at the beginning of the world? Hashem says the gold of this land is Tov. So you see that there's gold of different variants, is called Zavdov. Zahav Ophir, Zahav from Ophir, what is Ophir? The Asimil Ophir, there's an area called Ophir, not sure where it is. Oh, by the way, look at Rashi in at the bottom, Zahav Aretz, Hahu Tov, Mikladi, the some of this, General Zahav, which is not like that. Now, um, Zahav Mu Paz, Paz also means gold. Like, okay, so Rashi says Shadom elapaz, matziv kimargolus. It has like the shine, like a like a stone. Okay, zahav um, shachut. What does shachut mean? Shenitve kechut. It could be strung out. It was. It's very um soft, and it could be strung out and made into into, into threads. Look at Rashi on top. Shenitve kechut. Since it's not hard, it's very malleable, it's easy to make it into gold threads. Zahav Sagur. what does it mean, I It they mean, means closed. So the Yomar says, when somebody got in a shipment, mishas, sheniftan, Somebody got in a shipment and opened up the stores to sell this kind of zav. all the other stores were closed. People would come and see this type of gold. Rashi says, Rashi says is that referring to all the general stores. Rashi says, "Shed ain achim You won't be able to sell other gold because of this gold. I found that pleasantly. I learned it the first time because sometimes people can't afford the more expensive gold. Very often, you, know, you have you're on the market for a gold ring for your collar. Okay. So there's this fancy gold, Zahav sugor, which is double the price. And you have the other gold, which is not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Still gold. People still need it. I don't get that so well. But I'm this is what the Gemara says. Zahav Parvim. Okay? Or Parvayim. so Parvayim is a better. Shadoma Lidam HaParim. It is similar to the blood of Parim, meaning it is red. Okay? There's actually not seven types of gold. There's actually five types of gold. Each one of them has within it Zahav and Zahav So when the Puzzle says tov, that is uh, referring to a Zahav which is found in. Other types of gold as well, but I guess this gold is more pure. Okay. Now the Gemara goes back to the Zahav Parvayim, which is the, which means really um, red gold, which means that it's similar to the gold. So the Gemara says, We also learned this way in Abrisa. Every day, the Bryce is explaining the mission every day. The Zahav was, was yellow. Remember we said last week that Yorok does not mean green. Yorok Akarti means green and Yorok means yellow in classic Hebrew. Mayom Adam. That's what Tosa says. Mayom Adam. And, and, and Yom Kippur was a reddish gold. That is what kind of gold is was in. It? it was the Zahav that they called paravim Shadom Parim. It's similar to the blood of Okay. Let's see Rashi. Rashi, second line, second word of the line Tanya, Nami, Anki, Parveim, since it is similar to Parim. It's called Zah Parveim, Hayamim, wrote down in Divre Hayamim. Okay. So um, that's what it says. Using the finest quality gold, right? I just had one. Small question, in this Gemara, maybe you could help me. That it seems from the Gemara that the most expensive Zahav was the Zahav Sagur. That's what it seems to the Gemara. Gemara says that, that, all, that whenever that Zahav was around, all the other gold merchants would close their stores. Not worth it. So why don't they use Zahav Sagur for the uh, Fiyam Kippur, such a of a Zahav? What if they used the Zahav Parvin? There must have been something having to do with the red but they specifically wanted to use it. I don't know.
1: Okay? I, I wonder how uh, uh, bull's blood is, is goldish looking. That's No, uh, reddish looking. Yeah, but why would it be compared to gold? No, no, no. It
0: was a gold with a reddish tinge. The gold that they used, a different shit. All these golds have a different shade, different colors Mm -hmm. of gold. If you were a gold merchant, you could tell. You say, this is a gourd, this is a shekhut. These are different different golds. I guess there must be a difference in the metallic content. What else is in there? I'm not sure. But the most, so that day they used the zahav that had a reddish tinge to it. But it doesn't seem like it's the most expensive most expensive was this Sagur Zahav. I don't I don't know Henry, I've never, I'm not a gold merchant and I can't tell you the differences. I do know that in the post they talk about, in the uh, they talk about uh, the different shades of of, uh, of yellow, but um, I don't know why they didn't use that zahav Salgur. I don't know they use the, the reddish gold. It seems that there was a reason specifically why they use the reddish gold, okay? Okay. Um, now, uh, we'll continue onwards with the explanation of the Mishnah and we'll turn back a blot that says, b'cholyom, um, every day, of pras kashacharis, or pras vena harboyim. They brought the Qataris, half a measure in the morning and half a measure in the evening, that was the guitarist twice a day, Vahayom, and today, they would have that too, but Moshe, Melo, Chafanov, he would add, the other would add the amount of of uh, of Ketoros that his hands could fill, because he, he did the Ketoros really three times, he did the morning guitarist, the evening guitarist, plus he did Ketoros of Melo Chafanov, which he was able to which you put into the So that day they added that. But um, the next part is, is, is what we're going to concentrate on. They ground the the uh, Yom Kippur, the, I'm sorry, they ground the Keturus every day finally. And that day in Yom Kippur, they especially fine Keturus, which was Keturus that they put another time into the grinder and, and reground it. So, this is, this is a very fine. It was sifted and ground very finely that day. Okay. Now, how do you know? So let's take a look at the Mishnah, at the Gemara. Okay, so we have three, six lines from the top. In to the middle. Fine, we're not concentrating on that part. Uh, every day it was fine, and this day in particular was very fine. Why well, does it say the word It says an added word to um, to tell you that it should be even more. It says. Uh, the whole year, look at Rashi, Rashi is the last of the Wide, line, the wide lines. Hello, khar So why don't we he takes Samim Daka? It's already Daka. So, Gemara like says it's already fine. Gamara so says that that word Daka by Yom Kippur specifies it should be extra special Daka. Put it in there another time and made it even finer. Okay? Now, let's see a little bit further. If you look back in the Mishnah, so we'll get to the um, the Malo of, we'll get to that. We're not up to that yet, but the more goes further. It says, Every day, Kohanim, they went up on the right side, the, the eastern side, which is the right side of the ramp. Remember, the ramp was on the south, and it was, was you go up from south to north, and therefore, the right side was east, the left side was west. And the reason for that, as Rashi explains, is because the column Qa- the would turn to the right, would turn east, and they would circumvent the whole um, uh, By not circumvent, they would uh, do a circumference throughout the whole mzbeach, by going right and then continuing onwards. But the Qa'an Gadol was different. On that day, the Qa'an Gadol would go up emsa and we yored emsa Nebuchadnezzar disagreed and said every day the Kohen Gadol will go up the Emson and go down the Sun. So go up in the middle, come down in the middle. So now why did everybody, all the Kohenem, so the, the um, Rashi anticipated the Gemara, why is it that the Kohenem used to go up on the right side, the Mizraha, why? So Gemara says, all turns that you turn concerning the Mizbeach, Loyea Eladerichimin was only on um, to the right. So, therefore, it's le Mizrach. You, t- you go to the eastern side, which is the right side, as we explained. Okay, let's see Rashi. Rashi is the first of these skinny lines. Eladerichimin, Shulam Mizrach, which is to the east, and kavish Bidarim. The Gevish is in the south. The Kach Ola in You go to the right side, which is the east side of the Gevish. Um, it's easy for you to turn to the right. Okay. But the Kohen Gadol, either he did it just on that day. He went up in the middle, went down in the middle. Or, according to Be-Hud, he did it every single day, went up and down the middle. Why? Vayom um, Ola B'emtsa. The coin goddone went up in the middle of the ramp. Viore B Ms. Went down the middle of the ramp. My timer. Why? Ishum Kavodom the Koen Godal? Because of the honor of the coin goddo. Let's look at the Rashi. Rashi says a beautiful thing. Um Ishim Kavodo the Coengado. Um Kvodo Rashi says shell coin goddam. The Bach throws it. Shum Kavodo Shell Koengodo Laharos Hashivusa. To Show his his, uh, his 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 importance. Jehuda Ben Bias, he's like a child of the house. Umaki and he goes around meaning he makes the turn not just what's absolutely necessary. Meaning he doesn't walk the minimum amount of paces. He even could walk wider paces. Okay. See, the Cohen hedge just, it goes up. If you want to be as economical as possible, you go up on the right side and you make your sharp turn and you go around. But if you're going up in the middle, you're not economic, because when you make your turn to the right, you're going to be walking several paces along the middle, along the right side of the Kavish. But if you're the Ben bias, you don't have to worry about just doing a little bit. You know, if you are if you are uh, not a Ben so you're a little bit uncomfortable with what how much liberty you can take? If you're a Ben B'nei, you can take whatever liberty you want. So that's called mm-hmm. the Cheshivas of the Kohen Gadol in the base of Mishnah Kippur. Okay, this is a fascinating thing. The Yudah he's always like that. Now, going continuing onwards in the Mishnah, the Mishnah says um, every day, Kohen Gadol. Um Minakir. Um, every day the Godom sanctifies his hands and his feet from the Kiar. The Kiar, as we know, is the Kiran Kano it's the urn and the basin. So, but Hayom that day, they would bring to him a golden pitcher so that he wouldn't have to transverse the entire courtyard to get back and forth from the kiar. And the Kano, which would make him walk quite a distance, we wanted to save his strength on Yom Kippur. But, Abihuda said, because of his Hashimis, every day, the Koindal will be Makadishad of Raglow, Min Akitan Shel Zahav. Okay? So let's, let's discuss that in the Gemara. The Cholyom, Koindal of Makadishad of Min Akior, Mighty Taima. Why do they do this? So the Gemara says, um, because of the honor of the Kohen Gadol. Not like I said, because of the weakness in the Kohen Gadol, because of the honor of the Kohen Gadol. So my Taima, it would bring for him a a a Okay, bring him a, bring him that. Now let's turn back to the Mishnah and we will see a fascinating discussion concerning the pyres that were on the of HaMikdash and the Mishnah is going to discuss it now at length. The end of the Mishnah says, Every day there were four pyres on the Mizbeach. yom, and that day on Yom Kippur Hamish. There was an extra one. The Mishnah is going to tell us, why, or what the four were used for, why couldn't it be enough with one, okay? That's Ruby Mayor's opinion, Ruby Mayor. And disagrees. Every day there were three pyres in the base of English, Arba, and in Yom Kippur there were four. And Yehuda is even more economical. He disagrees with both of them and he says, every day there were two pyres, but that day on Yom Kippur, Shalosh, there were three piers on the Mizbeach. Okay? Let's take a look at the Gemara. Tanah Rabbana. We've got it? Tanah Rabbana. We're going with this opinion. And Every day there were two Marachos. Shalosh. Why? What are the two Marokhas everything? Anchas One was the big pyre from which they on which they burned everything that needed to be burned. The Anchas, and the second one, marachashnia, there was a there was a second pyre, shel katoras of Katoras. It was a special pyre from whence they got the gecholim, for the Kittores. But Achas, Shemaseven Bobayom, they added an extra one on that day. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. Now, sense of Yehuda, let's take a look at Rashi right away so we can see why they added the third higher for Yom Kippur. Rashi. Shemaseven Bobayom. Um, Little Mimanu Yeah, Rashi? Six lines from the <coughs> when the skinny lines begin. <laughs> to take for it coals for the guitaras of Lifnaival <laughs> of Lim. was the guitarist of the inner Mizbayak, <laughs> Harim Khatoshaloshana. like the guitarist of all year long, meaning that the Kohen Gadol did two things on Yom Kepra, One was the regular guitarist that was done all year long, and the second thing was the guitarist. Of of Nim. So there was a second, there was an additional Kadara, um, uh, there was an additional pyre that was made specifically for the Kohen Gondol to take from it the chalim for the Lathnaivil of Nim. However, the second pyre for the regular Kadaras, that was just regular Kadaras of all year long, he used that regular um, pyre for Kadaras. So there was always an additional pyre for the, for the chalim of the of so this is Rabbi Yehuda's economical. Rabbi Yossi says, no, Rabbi Yossi, back to the Gemara. Shalosh, what was the third one for? So Rabbi Yossi explains that one was from the big pyre. That's exactly like Rabbi Yehuda. One was another one for the Ketores. And one was to maintain a fire on the Mizbeach. So here's what, take a look at Rashi, well, before we get to Rashi, just to finish it up. The, um, and another one, the last one, is the Mosifin, um, um, and, and, and an additional one that they added every single day. So Rabbi Yogi says there's the third part that wasn't used. Let's take a look at Rashi. Um shim ein Misgaber, if the H is not strong, it's not not going up too much, Mosi from means that you add from this pie. Not that you burn anything on it, but it's there as a safety measure. That is Rabbi Yossi's opinion. Now, we're left with the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Let's take a look. Rabbi Meir says, Every day is four and that day is five. Now, what do you get for? One is like everybody holds the regular from on which you burn everything. And one was like everybody else holds a second pyre that was used specifically for the Keturus of Lifnib, the all year long. And here he holds like Rabbi Yosi Shel, Kiem, Ha'esh. There's a third one which was not used for anything except to maintain the fire on the Mizbayach the Ahaz, and a fourth one shlonasaklu achlu for the limbs and the and the innards that were not you burnt up um, the night before they would there would be a lot of continue burning them until they get burned as long as you put them on the kevesh before the time that uh, before the time expires, but so they were burning, they didn't get burnt up. So the mayor says you would take them and put them onto the fourth pyre to have the pyre fresh for the new a varim, that were going to be brought that day. Take a look at Rashi. Shalom neslachl, Rashi is, if you see the gilyon hashas on the right side, the far right Rashi is the line corresponding to the end of the gilyon hashas. Shalom neslachl. So, either they weren't yet put onto the Morocco or nitlu below his piku or they were there, but for whatever reason they had not yet been burned up. You remove them and you put them on this new fourth higher. Now it's up to the Gemara to tell us, according to the verses, what
1: is the machloket between the three different sheets. Why why couldn't they have put it right back onto right why, why couldn't they put it back onto the Morraka Godola? where it was where it should have gone. That is what the Gemara is going to discuss right now.
0: The okay. is going to be a to tell you that the Morraka Godola is used for the fresh carbonos of that day not for the old carbonos of the day before. Exactly correct. That's what the Gemara needs to do. The is rooted in psukim. I'm going to deal with that right now. The Kula Alma, everybody holds. me however, at least. Tarti Lahu, everybody holds that there are at least two, right? Everyone holds that there is certainly a Maracha Gedola and a Maracha katana for the guitarists. How do you know those two at all? Minol, Amakram. It says in the beginning of Tav, heh, ho, I love, al, mochda, al mizbeach, Um, it says heh, ho, This is the olam, al on mochda, mochda is the fire, al mizbeach on the mizbeach on the altar, kol halayla, zu marachegadol. It says so it's one pasuk. He ho elah al mizbeach kolayla al abonker, and the end of the pasuk says, "The ash hamizbeach tukadbo," and it says, "And the fire of the mizbeach tukadbo shall burn uh in it or on it." So that is zumerach shniyashal gittars. So here you have the marach shniyashal You have the two. So when it says, "He ho elah al moktalam mizbeach." That's one is a second one. That is the, um, the, the second, uh, that's
1: the the second one. Okay. How do we know it's the second one? How do we know it's this, it's the pyre, the, the secondary pyre? Um, the positive is- for, extra- the, for, the, for the purpose of serving the, the big pyre and not, and not for the, the Kuturus, uh, rather it's, how do we know it's not to, to serve the big pyre rather than being just, being the pyre for the service of the qataris, which is what that be the explanation is.
0: But there, are two, there are two points which have to be answered in your question. The first one is, how do you know we're talking about two here? And the second one is, how do you know we're talking about qataris? If so, then about am So, yeah. the pasig, the eshmizbe'ah, tuqaboh, is extra. You could have easily said, it's the al mogdala muzbe'ah, that's it. Now, the eshmizbe'ah, tuqaboh, and the fire muzbe'ah, should burn in, and it's kind of redundant. So the more understands that there is a second marach here. Now, how do you know it's the Merach of the Ketores? That's a Kabbalah. That we know. Um, now, the question remains, how, what about, so that's clear in the puzzle So how does Rabbi Yossi um, understand that there are three? Rabbi Yossi, how does Rabbi know that there's another pyre to, to substantiate, to maintain, the Fire. Right. Instead of saying it says and There's an added extra couple of letters to teach us this. It teaches that point. Okay. Now, Rabbi Huda does not learn that this "vihoesh does not learn. That, that refers to a third pyre. He learns that just only two pyres. So, what does he do with this? So that refers to kindling the um, taking kindle wood and kindling it. Um, let's take a look at Rashi right away. Gamar is going to explain it. Rashi says, in order to to um, to light kindling for the Marah Let's take a look at the Gemara. Gemara says, explains it. De Tanya, says, How do you know that when you have to light kindling, you need to do the lighting on the mezbah itself, meaning not to light the kindling not on the mezbah and then just bring up the kindling to the mizbeach. Not only do that, light it all on the mizbeach itself. al The extra v'ra'ish in those words um tells you that you need to light the kindling on the mizbeach. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yossi obviously disagrees. Rabbi obviously disagrees. So he uses the extra vihot to tell you that the kindling has to be on the Mazbeh. He uses the extra letters to tell you there's got to be a third maracha. So now the question is Rabbi Yossi, Atsos is a litamanele. Martha said this is clear that the kindling has to be on the Mazbeh. How does Rabbi Yossi know that? So Rabbi Yossi says, says the Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yossi learns it out of the same place that Rabbi Shimon learns it out of the Tanya, as it says in the Ebrisa. This is the beginning of Yikra. It says, right when the beginning of Yikra, it says, <laughs> right when it begins, the Bnei Aron ha should put eishem Alita That lighting, the kindling, should only be shlotei ella b'Kohen kashem, should only be with a kashem kohen, and it should be only done with proper kalem, with sanctified vessels. Rabbi Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, you're going to tell me that a Zohar is going to go up onto mizbeach? That can't be, so I don't need to, to tell me that it's going to be done by a Kohen because a Zohar is not going to go up onto mizbeach anyway. And the Lima tells us Al Alita that the um's alita shlot elaboroshamas beah. Hold on one moment, please. Jonathan, I'm just uh, in the middle of a shear, I'll call you when I finish. Okay, thanks. so continuing this is this teaches us that teaches us that the kindling can only be lit on the mezveh. now if it's from there how do I mean I would have thought a czar or even a Kohen could be on anyone could be on the ground the other he takes this bellows and he Spritzes from the ground and he causes the kindling to light or the Mazbeah to light. Kimash Milan, and you know, they'll do that. So there is the, um, there is the machlokas between Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi and
1: Rabbi Huda. Let's just finish up with Rabbi Meir. I mean, my mayor too. Well, He's not good. yet. Look, well, Rabbi Meir also subscribes to the, to the same to the same idea because he also. A mayor is me. plus. A mayor yeah. is plus. Her mayor is. You're right.
0: A mayor too. But how does a mayor now know? when mayor. Now your question you originally asked. Evarim bedarim shalom mi How does a mayor know that evarim bedarim that weren't eaten up, um, weren't consumed from the evening, they weren't burnt up. How do you know there's a fourth fire for that? Nafkilei mi v'ish. There's an extra. Um, Veha ish al muse it says vi Um so it says but there is the extra vav, the vi he, he has that vav. Um that's how he learns there's another pyre there. Rabonan vav lo darsum um dogarsum. But the Mars says, so What do you do with the Rabbanan Avarm Padamshana Satum Arab my Vadla? What do you do with the the limbs and the inners that were not consumed the barev, or it says a you're right, you
1: put them back on to the maracha gadola Okay? Rabbi Rabbi Mayer would uh, darsh the, the above. Yes. He was a student of Rabbi Akiva, wasn't he? Was he not? He was a student of Rabbi Akiva. And didn't Rabbi Akiva also darsh the extra extraneous letters like that? Yes, there is... Um, as a member of a comma that tells us that also. Yes. Wasn't, wasn't Rabbi Shimon also a student of Rabbi Akiva? He was. Um, he, he doesn't subscribe <coughs> to the same Limut.
0: Maybe he does. We don't know what Rabbi Shimon holds concerning the fourth maracha. Could be Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Mayer. We just know that Rabbi Yoshi holds like Rabbi Shimon. But Rabbi Yehuda is, is a better question. Rabbi Yehuda mean, only has two. Rabbi Yossi was a colleague. But so okay, it doesn't hold that way. Rabbi Judah was a Talmud. Rabbi Judah was a Talmud of Akiva. He doesn't. it wasn't Daresh Vav. Who was, who was a colleague? Rabbi Yossi. A colleague of whom? Rabbi Akiva. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, but Rabbi, Rabbi Huda was a Talmud. Uh-huh. So we don't know if Shimon holds. Maybe Shimon holds like a mayor. But Rabbi Yossi, but Rabbi Judah would be a, a, a question. That why didn't Judah? Why doesn't Rabbi Huda if he's
1: a Talmud of Rabbi Akiva? So very good, Henry. You're on the ball. This Mishnah though, the, it's there's more weight to the to the opinions of Rabbi uh, Yossi Shimon and, and and uh and Mayer on the number of, of marachot compared to Rabbi Yehuda. Yet in the, the Siddur of Abashul, they don't count anything other than two. Well
0: they're not discussing everything there. Not discussing we're uh, just discussing those two things. But um, the haloncha, I believe, was like a bi-osi, and There are
1: three. Uh-huh. How do we know that? Because the Raman says so. Okay. <laughs> and his reason? Probably there's a clall
0: that um, when a bi-osi appears as a, a machlok, mm-hmm. you go with a biyosi. That's probably the reason. Haloncha is like a bi-osi. Uh-huh. There is a claw, but that's probably his reason. His decisions are very clear. That's what that's I don't know more than that. I don't pass him these things, Henry. I just can repeat what others say. Ramba. That's probably his reason. There's a claw. All right, so we'll pause here. Where are you going?